Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and Tom Dorian's keys are here with us. Yes, they are. And he's making all kinds of noises in the cafe, but we love that. That's weird. Right, you know. <laughs> well, 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 Tom, Tom is excited because he realized that both of us have bottle openers on our keychains, which is... that's important. That sounds like... Uh, well, first of all, you can't bring beverages into the cafe, but that's second true. of all, it sounds like you guys are good Catholics. Yes. You, you're always ready, at the ready to, to serve others. Exactly. There's a lot of feast days. Amen. Exactly. Amen to that. And, uh, of course, not in excess. We know that would be bad. Uh, but we have also Sam Ziggy Rodriguez, who is here with us. we got a great show because, you know, here we are in the month of October. Mm. And the month of October is Our Lady's Month. It's awesome. Right? We, focus, we focus on Our Lady, uh, the church does. Is, and, and one of the cool things about Our Lady, as we all know, is the rosary. And we thought, mm. well, hey, here we are. In fact, it's just, um, you know, the day... Depending on when you're hearing this show, mm-hmm. uh, the the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary perfect is uh, is happened either is happening now or is happening tomorrow or happened yesterday. Depending on where you yeah, are, we're right around that time. October seventh is the feast of the, Th- that's our, exactly our right. And so, uh, so what we thought we'd do is you know we've done shows on the Rosary and we've talked about Our Lady several times, and that's a great thing to talk about the Blessed Virgin Mary. There's nothing wrong with continuing a conversation about her because she's just an a, a wonderful, beautiful gift to the church and a great opportunity for all of us to get to know the Blessed Mother better, right? Absolutely. But I got to tell you, um, you know, doing a show about the rosary, uh, in particular, I thought, well, let's talk about, like, when we should do rosaries. I mean, has anyone ever asked you, like, how many rosaries do you pray a day? Maybe not in that tone of voice, Tom. Occasionally. Occasionally you get that, like, or how, when should you very, pray a rosary? And I thought, like, you know, we'd put our three minds together, and collectively we'd be like three-quarters of a mind if we put all three of ours together. <laughs> and, and that three-quarters of a mind would maybe come up with, like, a top ten list. Perfect. The top ten things, best times, places, and situations in which we think pray you should pray a rosary. We really need to have a jingle that we play for the top ten list. Shows. We're going to have to get one. That's going to be, you know, you're our social media captain. That is a great yes. idea. You are our, our random topic generator. You also are now going to be our, you know, like, music cue. It's the top ten list. That'll yeah. be our, our, that's our working <laughs> jingle. <laughs> you don't know that that's not going to be a record. That. No, that's going to be a ringtone. we got to get to this because otherwise we won't have time. We never have time right. to finish. We'll get, like, the top seven. So, number one I have on our list is is October. Yes. I mean, if, if you're going to pray a rosary, it should be during perfect, the perfect month. month. Just pick, pick a day yeah. and do a rosary. Now, I want you to do, and I think Our Lady wants more than just one rosary out of you, but you know what? October is a good time to focus on doing the rosary because it's her month. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also, if you think about it, we say, oh, I'm going to go on this diet forever and I'm never going to eat sugar again, right? Mm-hmm. It's really hard. But if you say, I'm going to fast from sugar for 30 days, right. then it makes, a lot of, it, it's, it makes it a lot easier. Then the same way, if you say, you know what, I'm not really praying the rosary that often, but I'm going to make sure that every day in the month of October, I'm going to pray a rosary. That's and doable, for a Amen. Lot of folks. Amen. And, and October is a good month to do that. So if you haven't started yet, you're seven days behind, and you need to get with it. 
I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> pick up pick up your rosary, and I know you got one because we all got one because we got one. Someone whenever something happened, you know, or we got grandma's rosary when she passed away or whatever. We all have rosaries laying around the house, and some of us love to hang them from their rearview mirror in their car. Yeah. Hey, do you pray that thing? No, it just sits there and swings, you know, and I'm looking at thinking I need to pray that rosary. Now's the time to do it. It's right. October. Well, and it's also, I mean, it's meaningful to pray with the church. You know, that's why Amen. God, it's, it's the essence of the liturgy, why the, the mass the is public the same work, everywhere. Right. Liturgia is Greek for it's the, the public work of the church, you know, and so we get together and do that together. So number one is uh, we think October. Uh, number two on our list is, uh, you know, something we started, Tom, here at our parish is praying the rosary before mass. Oh, that's right. And so um, our pastor, who moved here just recently, said, you know what? We're going to start praying the rosary before Mass. And so he'll get people to sign up or whatever. And it's like a lot of people kind of look around like, when do we start doing this? Mm -hmm. It's like, And it's kind of neat. And one of the things I think that's so theologically neat about it is that, you know, Our Lady, Mary, leads us to Jesus. Mm -hmm. My soul magnifies the Lord, right? She brings us closer to Jesus. And, you know, Jesus is certainly made present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in Eucharist at Mass. And so the rosary is another way in which Our Lady, Mary, can bring us closer to Jesus, to bring us to the Mass. What a great way to prepare to do uh, to, to receive Jesus. Yeah. Well, and, and she's Our Lady of the Eucharist. I mean, the first Eucharist was within her womb. Amen. Right. So that's a, that's a, that's a neat time. So if, you're, if your parish is not doing it, doesn't mean you can't get there a little early and uh, pray the rosary. Maybe get a little something started in your parish. So I'm going to jump to number three, and this one is really a Tom Dorian special. We've talked about this before on this program. But yeah. you love to pray the rosary at a certain time, yeah, don't man, you? Yeah, man, when I'm brushing my hair. No, no. <laughs> it's a very spiritual moment for you. You've got the most beautiful hair. We're going to, when this thing goes on TV, man, people are going to like, you It's an inside right. joke, ladies and gentlemen. Every time, every brush stroke is a Hail Mary. Yeah, no, I like that. praying the rosary when I'm cutting the grass, when I'm you doing the You know what, that's work. a specific thing to you, but really we can all see something that, and you know, I work at a Benedictine school. Right. You know, in St. Benedict Ora at Labora, you know, pray. Perfect. And work, right? Pray and work, and so when we're doing, you know, some things that could be mundane and menial, mm-hmm. but perfect time. It's a great time to offer that work, mm-hmm. right? To whatever intention you're doing, it makes us makes for a sweaty rosary. It does, but it's awesome. But it's, I think, it's an effective rosary. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that's a beautiful thing. So whatever it is, yard work, uh, if you have to peel a lot of potatoes, whatever it is that you're actually <laughs> having to do, that's work. Now, don't go tell your bosses that you are going to pray the rosary all morning instead of doing your work and say, well, Deacon Jeff said, you know, that's, that's not my fault if you get fired. Right. But, but those tasks that we're doing around the house and doing that kind of work, that's an awesome time yeah. to pray the rosary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's go. So number one is October, right? Number two is before mass. Number three, yard work or at Labora. So number four, now this is a, Sam brought this up mm-hmm. and I agree 100% and that is spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. You know, the devil hates, hates the rosary. You know, we had Father Blunt on this program a long time ago. You should look that show up. B-L-O-U-N-T. I miss him, man. He's we a need good to get guy. him back. He, he, he called, he said the rosary is a nuclear weapon. It is. And, it, and the devil hates it. Yeah. Right? He told so many cool stories about that. And the reality is, if you're experiencing, like, anxiety, mm-hmm. Sam, or sin, you know, it, it, that's, that's the work of Satan. Satan wants to see so uh, so seeds. I got it right, of doubt, of despair, of all these, uh, of really of of temptation that take us away from God. That's his job. That's what he's trying to do, and that's when we need to enlist the 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 supernatural help um, of of Mary in heaven, praying on our behalf, her intercession. 
Absolutely. You know, I used to practice criminal law, criminal defense, and at 201 Poplar, the criminal courthouse in Memphis, um, I found I felt God moving me in the mornings where I was just kind of standing around the courtroom uh, to actually go to Division 10, which is the domestic violence courtroom, mm. and offer up a rosary for everyone who's in Division 10. And uh, I just, it was a prompting that I really felt strongly about. And I got just some beautiful consolations as a result. And I realized that, you know, there's a lot of spiritual warfare that's happening. Just imagine the brokenness of the families and imagine, you know, the sort of demonic activity that can lead to things like spiritual warfare. We all know that the devil wants to wage war on the, on the family. Oh, amen. And, and how do you destroy salvation to destroy the family, right? Absolutely. Christ was born in the context of family and and essentially, salvation is born of the family, mm. right? And we think about that. And so if the devil wants to destroy salvation, which he can't, but he can take individual souls away from God. And that's not mm. nice, no. right? right? And so so we, we need to protect the family. And so that's beautiful. You'd see, uh, especially in court. I've been down there. There's been an occasional traffic ticket. All right, I'm just going to say it. And when you go down there, it's, it's not a pretty sight. And you it's see not. a lot of people who struggle. And, and you went to Division 10 where there are specific struggles that are attacking the family. Mm-hmm. And people are in the midst and embroiled in all that situation. And that's horrible. But what you were doing, praying a rosary, you didn't have to announce it. You didn't have to, like, stand there, Hail Mary, full of, you know, in the corner. People are going, like, that guy's crazy. No, it was just something that I did quietly to myself. And it became a daily uh practice for me and was a great source of peace and consolation for me personally and i really that's felt awesome. god encouraging me to do it. no see that's a, that's that's exactly what we're talking as well. a, a great time to uh to pray the rosaries in times of anxiety in times of sin temptation and certainly uh in, on behalf of where all of the destruction mm-hmm. in family and society is right well, now. well our lady is uh, the ark of the new covenant and who Amen. the ancient israelites have in front of them when they went into battle. powerful battle like the, the yeah she's the new right. ark of the covenant or the ark of the new covenant and she is the the warrior supreme right the nuclear weapon that's right that's awesome so number five um in times of discernment i mean how many times have we um like big decisions Mm -hmm. should i marry this girl should i marry this guy should i buy this house should i take this job should i move here what school should i go to how am i going to pay this bill and you start thinking about all these things like what do i need to do and it's like, we're, well, not at, why not ask Mama? Yeah. What does Mama want? <laughs> yeah, what is best for the family? Remember yeah. the, the little thing, if Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. You're That's like, right. Hanging up in your kitchen, you know, or whatever. And the reality is, where there's a little humor there, there is something about um, our mother and always being on our side and being for us and being the source of so much inspiration, so much joy, but also kind of holding us into uh, you know accountability and so uh, you know let's ask her what does she think that's best for us right now because God gave us all kinds of uh, you know great thinking skills but sometimes we get kind of wrapped up in our own thing and we need advice of others and certainly asking others around us is good but there's nothing wrong with asking Mary no well and, and when we're practicing discernment surrender of whatever we might have in mind is going to be an important first step in terms of authentic discernment. There you go. If we're beginning and ending with what we already have in mind, are we discerning? Yes. I proved myself right in my discernment <laughs> is not a good way to say it. Right. right? Exactly yeah. right. So the top 10 best places, times, situations to pray a rosary, October before Mass, yard work aura at Labora. Um, and certainly spiritual warfare of all kinds, and, and of course discernment. So those are the top five, which means we have five more. 
There you go. Right. So let's get to those, right? No. Absolutely. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait because we got to take a break and we're going to come back and do the, I, I think the best five are actually the second five, but that's just my opinion. See if you can uh, prove me wrong. But before we take this break, I want to remind folks at home, we got a great website, uh, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email. Oh, wait, wait. And before we do the email thing. Follow us on Facebook. Yeah, Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. Yes. We get, you, know, you know, like us. You know, and uh, but also send me an email, Deacon Jeff at the Catholic Cafe. Send your top ten. Oh, we send your top ten. Yeah. Let us hear from you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Deacon Jeff at the Catholic Cafe.com. With that, Mama says we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm Bess Drzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. On October 7, 1571, the great naval battle of Lepanto was fought between the Ottoman Turks and an alliance of Catholic kingdoms assembled by Pope Pius V. This titanic sea battle, fought for the freedom of Christianity in Europe and the preservation of Western civilization, was entrusted to the patronage of our Blessed Mother through the intercession of Our Lady of Victory. The Ottoman Turks had been trying to dominate the Mediterranean Sea with their navy for many years. They slowly captured small Christian outposts and sold much of the population into slavery. The Ottoman armies were brutal and merciless. They sought to exterminate Christianity from all of Europe. After the Turks began the conquest of Cyprus, a small island in the Mediterranean Sea, all Christian Europe became alarmed. Pope Pius V recognized the threat from the Turkish forces and convinced the political rulers of the day to form an alliance that might defend the Christian people of Europe from the threat of the Ottoman Turks. Pius assembled the brave knights of Malta, the Kingdom of Spain, the Venetians, and several other Italian kingdoms into a naval force that was finally able to challenge Turkish naval dominance. The last knight of Christendom, Don Juan of Austria led the Christian forces. On the day of the great battle of Lepanto, the Pope implored all of Christian Europe to seek the intercession of Our Lady of Victory through praying the rosary. As the Christian ships met the Ottoman host on the turbulent seas, Pius V led a rosary procession through St. Peter's Square in Rome. The entire endeavor was given over to the care of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Pope was given a vision, which assured him that the Christian forces had prevailed. There was a great foreboding that the Christian forces were going to fail against the superior Turkish fleet, but through the Pope's faith and the intercession of Our Lady of Victory, the Christian fleet miraculously carried the day and drove the enemy ships out of Christian waters. The Turkish losses were so great that they were never able to recoup their strength as a mighty naval power. Pius V commemorated the Christian victory at Lepanto through the Blessed Mother's intercession by establishing the Feast of Our Lady of Victory. Pope Paul VI changed the name of the feast to Our Lady of the Rosary. This feast day is celebrated on October the 7th. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this has been another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting here with 
Tom and Ziggy, and we are talking about <laughs> we are talking about the top ten best places, times, situations in which to pray the rosary. It's always good to do a top ten. Great list. topic. Yeah. It's Absolutely. very practical. It is. What's our theme song again? With the the top ten, I think it's something like that. <laughs> yes, it's good. I'm glad we have that. So we've already covered five. That's good stuff. We talked about uh, number one, October. Number two, before mass. Number three, yard work or other menial, laborious tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we talked about spiritual warfare, and we talked about discernment. All good reasons to pray a rosary. Right, and if you don't do it a lot, this is a good opportunity to kind of kick that back into high gear. That's right. Mm-hmm. So uh, now uh, we're going to go on to number six, and number six is good because it encompasses a lot of things, and that is like we'll we'll say unexpected free time, but really, really un uh, unprogrammed free time. So it's like I ain't doing anything right now. So not not only those times that just kind of crop up, but maybe like if you're going traveling or whatever. It's like, well, I got a lot of time on my hands at this point. So, what am I going to do with this free time? And I think it's good to pray a rosary. I do too. Right in those in those times, and there's lots of neat ones like, uh, well, certainly while driving. Mm-hmm. So you have a choice: either pray a rosary or say evil and terrible things about other drivers, right? And so you kind of weigh that and you think, right. you know what? I'm thinking that praying a rosary is better. Right? How many Hail Marys can you get in between here and the next stoplight? You can even pray for those drivers. Yes. Well, sometimes I was like, Lord, please get that slow driver out of my way. <laughs> you know, smite and him, would you, please. Would you teach him how to drive? All right. You know, maybe there's not a nice way to do it. But you know what? Just praying for patience and praying for right. uh, just a charity in those situations, mm-hmm. I think, is a good thing to do. Well, I think also the notion of using unexpected pre- free time for prayer and making that a go-to moment for prayer and building that habit, it brings me back. I, one time I felt God put on my heart a question. What's the one thing that uh, we can offer God that the saints and the angels uh, cannot offer God? And that was just a question that was on my heart for a long time, and I kept praying about it until I finally had a moment of clarity and peace, and the answer was the gift of time. Yeah. Because they're outside of time. Whereas we, every single second is counted by God and has value. And, you know, we oftentimes forget the value of our time so and you're how saying, precious it so is. So God would prefer a rosary versus like a rerun of Bonanza. I Probably. <laughs> okay. Probably. I'm going to have to work on that one a little bit because it's, it's going to be a struggle to do all this stuff, right? But, but, there, but there, are other, <laughs> there are other times that, that we might pick up a stupid magazine in a waiting room in the doctor. Right. And usually when we're in the waiting room, whether it's the the hospital or our doctor visit or um, an IRS audit, usually whatever we're waiting on isn't always going to be good news. And it might be a time of anxiety, so you're kind of lumping in the the idea of spiritual warfare, but also in your waiting room. It's like it's a perfect time to pray a rosary. Well, it's it's a great way to break habits as well. So, like, let's say, you know, speaking for myself, I, I'm definitely overattached to social media. Yeah. And I, if I were to in, instead catch myself when I'm on Facebook on my phone and say, you know what? I'm going to offer a decade of the rosary in this moment here. Uh, I'm on Facebook because I don't have anything to do with the moment. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that would be a great way to help heal that attachment and, uh, you know, make better decisions in well, the future. Well, so this free time that shows up, we all have it, even though we talk about how busy we are. Sometimes we're busy doing nothing, right? We're busy. I mean, I, I've watched uh, at a previous parish I was at, uh, when the people, when the mothers uh, and some fathers who would line up in the car, sometimes 30 or 40 minutes before the kids got out of school, there was somebody who put a sign up that says, pray the rosary every day at 2.50 or something before as you're waiting because 
so we're, they're in their cars praying their rosary. Mm, I mean, and, and think about that. That's you're, a great idea. You're, you're praying for your child, the other yep. students. You're praying for the mission of the school. You're, you're praying for the, the, the faculty and staff. Yeah, that's some powerful prayers. That is powerful. Yeah, I have the Our Lady working on that. So there's, you can find lots of ways in free time, right, to, uh, to fill it up with prayer, right? It's a great time to pray a, a rosary, free time. So uh, number seven, now this is, a, this is another Dorian special here. Uh-oh. Well, this is like you were talking we about. We covered like, the hair. Well, yeah, we're talking about like hiking. Covered the yard work. Hiking. Oh, yeah, man. So you're not outdoorsman. You are a rugged, you know, Love you're, it. You're, you're a man, man's man. Love right? it. I don't so know So you're about out that. there. Well, whatever. But then you're out there. <laughs> You know, and you're hiking or you're camping or you're out there in the outdoors. You're out you're, in nature. You're looking at creation. Right. Yes. And creation is an excellent time it to is. do a rosary. It is. And because if you think about it, the incarnation, Christ, you know, through the womb of Mary, right, God takes on flesh and and walks among us as, as a human being, fully divine, fully human. And there's this connection between certainly the created, um, uh, the, the world, creation, but God taking on flesh then, you know, connects us divinely. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the human and the divine come crashing together. And That's so right. anytime that we're lauding Mary, anytime we're elevating Mary and we're asking Mary and pleading for intercession, is essentially to use the highest uh, form of creation, right, that we're pleading our cause to the Queen Mother um, to take us to her son. So in... In creation, what a beautiful time, like while you're hiking, while you're camping, while you're sitting there uh, uh, just looking at nature to realize how beautiful Mary is, uh, the highest form of creation, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, And certainly how wonderful that she leads us to her son. Amen. That's a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm reminded of a, uh, he was not Catholic, but I think it, it speaks to that same sentiment. Walt Whitman, the poet, uh, he said, a child asked me, what is the grass? How could I answer the child? I don't know what the grass is any more than he. And one of the answers that Walt Whitman gives is uh, perhaps it is a handkerchief of the Lord, yeah. designedly dropped so that we may see and remark and say, whose? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of cool stuff. He's good. Man. This is why he's, he's sitting here at the I'm table with us. You know, we're you know, yeah. whenever he talks, we can just pick up a donut and start eating. <laughs> you know, he's got some good stuff to tell us. So that's number seven is nature, right? Out in Seize creation. Yes. <laughs> number number eight. Uh, anything associated with the sacraments, because essentially Perfect. the sacraments are all uh, sanctioned by, approved by, given to us by, leading us to Jesus. I mean, essentially mm-hmm. they are. Uh, Christocentric, right? right? The sacraments, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you think about it, adoration, that's Jesus. Before we go to confession, right? Confession, that's we're meeting Jesus and he's meeting us in the confessional. Certainly anointing of the sick. And you think about all these sacraments, well, whatever they are, mm-hmm. whether it's holy orders or holy matrimony, whatever the sacrament, doing a rosary before it, like uh, confession. We always talk about confession, Tom, you know, in our Perfect top 10 times. list. It's like doing a rosary before. It's like, yeah. Hail Mary, you yeah. know, you like pray for me. I need mm-hmm. I need your prayers right now. Entrusting the sacramental grace to her uh, immaculate heart for her intentions. There's no question that it's going to uh, accelerate God's purpose for those graces and salvation history. Amen. So uh, number number nine is you know I wrote down wake services. Now really it's the vigil for the deceased. That's part of the funeral rites of the church, and the funeral rites of the church do not include a rosary it's not part of the rite but it's a it's a beautiful catholic tradition mm-hmm. you know in fact i've had relatives say you better pray a rosary for me when i'm dead and i'm laying there i want a rosary 
You know, I don't want anybody to say, like, we're not going to, in deference to our non-Catholic, you know, visitors, we're not. It's like, no, 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 I want a rosary. In fact, that right. was my father-in-law. I'll just tell you, he said that. And so we have to do a rosary. And But there's a beautiful sentiment to entrusting the safe passage mm-hmm. of our loved one to the bosom of the Lord mm-hmm. right through his mother. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we invoke her um, her intercession in that. Mo- and, that, and that's a beautiful thing. And I think sometimes people forget that. Right, and they and they think, well, you know, we got these beautiful rites, and they are beautiful, right? But at the same time, that rosary, don't forget the rosary. Well, and there's two benefits, right? There's the benefit to the person who passed away, but also to those who are mourning that loss. They're able to see the church gathered in prayer, in love for that person, and there's mm. going to be consolation that comes from that as well. Right. Like we're not in this alone. We're not. Mm. We're not right. called to endure our sufferings alone. It's Catholics. the family, and no family is right. complete without mama. That's right? right, so it's yes. all beautiful. So, um, so the top ten, right? The top ten best times, places, situations for us to pray the rosary, and we're going to go to number ten now. And I, I save this one for last because it's kind of like not because I maybe should put death as last, but really I think our daily death, uh, going to bed at night. Mm-hmm. So doing a rosary in bed, and I, I just remember the story, uh, you know, about uh, like my wife's grandfather and going to sleep every night with rosary beads in his hand and some people say like yeah but you know i only get like you know three or four decades or whatever and i never complete the rosary it's like there's this great beautiful small tea tradition that the angels finish the rosary for you Aww. right and then to me that's a beautiful kind of a sentiment and i think that a beautiful it's it's great to like have to give thanks to mary for a beautiful day and really to ask well what are we praying in the hell hell mary Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. We don't know if we're going to die overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the thing is just sort of entrusting ourselves to her care, her maternal care. Lead us to your son, right? If I happen to go tonight, right, help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just the, the rosary, is a, it's a beautiful bouquet we give Our Lady. Well, it also helps us bid goodbye to the day in a well-ordered way. You know, like the Bible says, don't let the sun set on your anger. If you build this as a practice to pray a rosary before you go to sleep every night, that'll also help us if you're dealing with some anger before you go to sleep. You know, that can be dealt with. Lots of great reasons to pray a rosary. Lots of the top ten best. We recount them. Number one is October. Number two, before Mass. Number three, yard work. Number four is spiritual warfare. Number five, discernment. Number six, free time. Number seven, nature. Number eight, sacraments. Number nine, wake services. And number ten, before bed. If you don't have an excuse to pray the rosary now, you never will. That's right. So let's help them out by praying a Hail Mary. Amen. (laughs) Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta, Federal Association, and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.